Today, we bring you part two of my conversation with Cristiano Oman, president and the next CEO of Qualcomm. Last time, we talked about topics like 5G helping with telemedicine and remote education. Let's dig into the rest of the interview. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. So I know there's a lot of talk about 4G uh, and having that contributed to closing the digital divide, but there are still lots of parts of the country where you know 4G it still isn't around, that the, the, the folks still can't get uh, a basic cellular connection. What, what I guess what's the difference uh, with 5G that allows it to get wider range that can cover more people than even 4G could? The, it's, it's a complex uh, uh, question to answer. I think in general, in general, uh, you know, we need to continue to build coverage. And uh, operators did a very good job, you know, uh, getting as much uh, reach as possible 4G. 5G is just starting. And we're, you know, we're optimistic about the coverage expansion of 5G in 2021. And we wanted to get to as much coverage of 4G. But then the next question is, how do we even make it even broader than that? And the reason I, I feel, you know, optimism about the coverage being larger in 5G over time is because now 5G is clearly understood by many nations as critical infrastructure. It's not that different than thinking about the power grid. Uh, it's going to be an essential infrastructure as we're going to be in a connected society and connected depend on connectivity with the cloud. And as operators has also have new business models in addition to just phones, the incentive is there to increase the reach of this technology. So it will take years, but we're off to a great start. In terms of access or beyond access, I know, you know a lot of folks who can't get broadband right now, it's not a matter of getting the network out there, it's a matter of price. And so I'm just curious where you think pricing wise, uh, how 5G can, I guess, change the dynamic in terms of getting more people on a 5G network? We're on the beginning of this uh, ramp. Uh, you know, the device ecosystem is already moving and moving ahead of the networks. I think the best 4G phone you can buy today is a 5G phone, but the networks are coming. And uh, the key element of 5G economics that we like, and we took you know uh, that challenge very serious when we were working to create the 5G standard, which is we're going to a society that is expect unlimited data rates and uh, uh, virtually unlimited bandwidth with gigabit speeds. When you look at the cost per bit of 5G technology compared to all the other technologies, it's a much more economical way to deliver that connectivity because it's been designed from the ground up for an, an unlimited, uh, you know, data, uh, you know, cellular network. And as we get the coverage more mature and deployed, the economic capability is there to enable that connectivity uh, to be more affordable. And, and we're just going to have to go to this journey as to continue to build that new infrastructure and we'll replace the data and we're going to connect not only the devices, but everything around us. Uh, and so even if you were able to get adequate broadband, I mean, for millions of Americans who were transitioning to a work from home situation, things were, things were awkward. Uh, you know, I, I know I've struggled personally with, with getting the right equipment. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, from your perspective, you know, even at Qualcomm and among the folks you talk to in the industry, you know, how you handled 
remote working and sort of what, what role 5G plays in making that remote working situation a little bit more bearable for people? Uh, I, we all, you know, uh, have been dealing with that. And it's, uh, it's in, it is really remarkable to see, you know, the necessity, it's really the mother of all inventions, how many companies in a record period of time you know, adapted, some better than others. Uh, we're very fortunate at Qualcomm as being a technology company, and uh, we we believe in the in the technology we create. So in a, in a very short period of time, we have, even though we're in the hardware business, we have all of our labs connected, people working remotely, still collaborating, but, but there is, you know, a lot of gaps. And when we think about in, you know, the future, I expect that a lot of those new elements that we use to that we are got used to within 2020, um, the good part is going to stay. I think we all think about remove the bad, but keep the good. And we're going to go to some hybrid environment that we're going to have, uh, you know, always some people remotely, some people in the office. And that brings to the front the need to connect those two spaces. And and it's the same conversation we had earlier. The ability of 5G to bring technologies such as virtual reality to scale, so you can you can feel like you're present, uh, you're, you're you're present in an environment, and you're connecting with others as if you are there in person. It's going to be uh, a key capability that 5G will bring to the connected enterprise, and we're already seeing that happening right now. And that's very exciting as we think about the future of work, you know, when we all got back to normal. So even if you were able to get broadband for millions of Americans who are transitioning to a work from home situation, it was rough. I know I personally struggled to get all the right equipment uh, and get a comfortable enough space to work while balancing my personal life. I'm curious, Christiana, what 5G applications or what role does 5G play in making our work from home lives a little bit more bearable? Uh, the the, the long-term, it depends really on the industry, but the application is very vast. So so in the long-term, when you look at something that is uh, like manufacturing or the industrial sector, and you had in the past, you needed to build the competitive advantages, you you build the largest possible factory you can build. And with that, you have scale. Uh, but now, if you think about distributed factories, smaller factories, and the entire computers or servers that are in the manufacturing robots, you connect that to the cloud, you can centralize that location in the cloud. Then you have a lot of data for machine learning. You can change productivity, and we're seeing really a revolution in how you think about manufacturing. Just as an example, uh, Germany, that it has a very uh, heavy uh, industrial economy, uh, was the first country to uh, have licenses for private industrial 5G network. In this year, 2020, 88 license applications were granted as some of those companies are thinking about really connect all of their manufacturing equipment to the cloud and have a flexible, smart factory system. Uh, that's one example. Another example that we're seeing is uh, the, the opportunity within the enterprise 
on this ongoing movement on all IT infrastructure to the cloud. When you look at growth of companies, there have been leaders in the enterprise space, like the, the micro, Microsoft with the you know Azure and Office 365. Uh, the ability to have a technology such as 5G, you can move all the hard drives and all of the storage to the cloud. Think about you working on a document on on Microsoft OneDrive of multiple people at a time, and the bandwidth is such that you don't even have any delay, and you don't, you know, it makes no difference to you if it's in your computer or not. And then if you're not in, if you're in the office, you go home. You didn't carry all of a, your papers and everything you have in the office with you. So, so if it is important and you don't have it, you know, uh, what are you going to do about it? That is driving more and more data going to the cloud. And 5G is going to be a key ingredient of this transformation. And the list keeps going on and on as we think about other sectors. And one that I'm excited about is smart cities transformation as we looked off uh, the impact of technology in cities as well. One near-term problem caused by the coronavirus lockdown has been Zoom fatigue. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm on a Zoom call pretty much constantly. We're on one right now, and, and it can get tiresome. I'm just curious how 5G with its low latency and speed can improve the experience and make it just a little bit better for all of us who are stuck on video conferences all the time. Well, the the idea of, uh, and in general, not only the collaboration, but how even thinking about social interactions, as, as you have these capabilities, you can create an experience that's a lot more immersive. But also, uh, even if you take breaks, technology just a 5G is going to make your, your work device, your PC uh, that you're working on Zoom meetings all day, you can that can become a gaming console with uh, the 5G streaming of game. It can it can be you know how you're going to watch you know TV and movies with uh, high definition 5G streaming, and uh, and the ability to have uh, much uh, more capable interface with others and how you how you collaborate or even how you can go from that to you know an augmented or virtual reality uh, headset uh, for your next uh, zoom meeting will be uh, you know significant improvements for the experiences today yeah well i can't wait to play cyberpunk 2077 while streaming the mandalorian and hanging out with my colleagues on a zoom call over 5g that would be that'd be a nice get to have uh Curious, in terms of the work that you've been doing, the industry has been doing really to address some of these problems with 5G. Uh, I'm just curious how much of that are, how much of these solutions are short term and how much of this is stuff that's built, intended to benefit us over the long term? Uh, a new technology, just 5G, when, when, when we design those, those new standards, they have to last a decade. Um, and uh, it, when we started with 4G, uh, and it was the very first 4G launch, you know, people with their Blackberries were asking, uh, you know, why do I need 100 megabits uh, uh, per second data? Then the smartphone came, and with that came new companies, new business model, and many other things. And 5G is the same, and 5G exactly continued to evolve. We're seeing, we started with uh, one release of 5G. We're working on the already on the on two after that, uh, which is release 16, release 17, as they bring more applications. But I believe many of those solutions are here to stay. And uh, we're just at the beginning of this transition. Right. And lastly, assuming 5G works exactly as promised, you know, with all the snappy speeds, the low latency, everything, 
what is your dream application for for this technology specifically as a solution to you know one of the many problems exposed by coronavirus i am a big believer that 5g will enable a transition to what we expect to be the next computing platform and i know that's a big it's a big prediction right but we went from pcs to smartphones is our inseparable device and it will continue to be the case but 5G will enable the next computing platform. And they could look like eyeglasses, like the one I'm using right now, where you could do a lot of the computation on the cloud and in whatever you see and hear, you can share in real time, or you can, you can process images with computer vision, go to the cloud instantly using 5G and get information about that and superimpose that information for you with augmented reality. So 5G will enable a transition of computing platforms. And I think augmented reality glasses connected with 5G uh, will be my preferred application into the future. And that concludes our conversation. I want to thank Cristiano for his time. Check back in next week where we'll air my full interviews with the rest of the 5G panelists at CES. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash dailycharge. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and rate the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.